0: Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast sponsored by AT&T. My name is John Moran, and I'm with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. On today's episode we'll be visiting with Arkansas State Representative Dan Douglas, who is running for re-election in House District 93. Dan lives in Bentonville and is the current chairman of the House Agriculture and Economic Development Committee. We sat down and visited on a number of issues affecting the campaign in the state of Arkansas, e-fairness, highway funding, economic development, and the political environment today. We discussed all of that, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast with our guest, Representative Dan Douglas. All right, we're here visiting with Dan Douglas, state representative from Bentonville, and he is running for re-election. What's the district number again, Dan? District 91, John. District 91. Uh, The election is uh, on May 22nd, and... uh, Early voting has already started, and it's been going on this week and will continue uh, uh, until Monday and then Election days on Tuesday. Uh, Dan, what are you hearing out there, and how's the campaign going? Well, I'll tell you what, John,
1: uh, I'll be honest. Um, I'm hearing a lot of good things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the the message whenever I'm talking to people of uh, uh, we've got to do something to improve our highway system here in Arkansas. We've also got to do more for career and technical education to Build our workforce and to give these young people that aren't going on to college a, a better life and a better future. It's resonating very good. Uh, we're, we're out working. Uh, we've been going door to door a lot, and um, then we're standing out beside the road some and uh, holding signs up saying, Vote for Dan Douglas. <laughs> we're just trying to get the message out.
0: Well, um, you talk about getting the message out. Um, you know, you, you, Got an opponent, and I think this is the first time you've had an opponent since you ran, so it's a different uh, election this year for you. A um, lot of stuff out there in the mail and accusations and things that you see and hear uh, coming from the other side. Uh, you know, I, I know we were visiting before we uh, came on air about some of the things that have been going on out there. Um, what are you hearing from your opponent and, and, and I guess – what do you want to set the record straight on on some of these things that you're hearing? Okay, well, John, I'll I, I tell you what.
1: I, I'm Actually, I'm kind of glad to have an opponent in the way because it measures how effectively I've been serving the people of this district. And I, I, I get to get out more and um, uh, get my message out and, and my beliefs there. What I hate, though, what I hate, and um, I sh- maybe shouldn't use that word, but what Disturbs me is all the negativity that my opponent's uh, putting out there. His sole reason for running is because uh, I'm so bad. He doesn't seem to have any program, any ideas, any solutions, except I'm bad. And he's taking my voting record and not telling, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. You know, he's just trying to distort uh, the, the, the voting record that I have. I'll give you a couple examples. He sent a mailer out the other day that says, uh, I do not support pro-life or, or family values, and he does. The fact is, he's basing that on two votes. Uh, they were Senate resolutions that came down that, that mean totally nothing, a, a, a resolution's worthless. But they were to urge Congress to amend the Constitution of the United States to include pro-life and family values, their traditional marriage. And my reason for voting against those, you know, I'm not a good politician because if I was, I'd have voted for him, and I could say I stand up strong. The thing is, though changing the Constitution of this country just scares the hell out of me. You know, especially with the Congress we've got. They can't even pass a budget. They, they, they let the government shut down a couple of times. You know, and we want them to amend the Constitution at this time? Uh, I think not, and I don't think most of the people, whenever they think about it, really want that either. And, and to urge them to do that, well... I, I don't know. It's just not reasonable and good judgment to me. Um, then uh, I'm being beat up on the eight tax bills that I filed last session. Well, it all depends on your definition of a tax bill. Um, I filed a bill for uh, the regional airport out here. They had to spend over a million dollars expanding their cell phone lot to make room for all the Uber drivers to park in whenever Uber came into existence and started using the airport. There's no way for them to recoup their money, and so I passed a bill, I sponsored and passed a bill that said the airport could contract with Uber. Now Uber pays the airport $2 for every ride they pick up at the airport. Now is that a tax increase or is that a user fee? Nobody. Nobody pays that except people that use Uber. It's a user fee. But in his mind, and in order to distort my record, it's a tax increase. Uh, there are several others like that. One for the University of Arkansas, property taxes paid by uh, commercial tenants that they leave space to that affects nobody. Now, there are two bills that I did, did file Uh, One was a highway funding bill, and what that bill would have done, let let me back up first on highways. We all know in northwest Arkansas, the congestion, highways are important. We've got to do something to improve our highways here and across the state. And um, I have tried in the past two different times. I've filed bills to use current revenue that we have, sales tax, And on new and used cars and transfer that from um, the general revenue to the highway department. Well, those failed. And the problem is right now with fuel efficiency of cars going up, the highway department's operating on the same money it had 20 years ago. That's not sustainable. We can't maintain our system. So this time... uh, There was a group that the governor asked to uh, look at a a funding solution. They came up with this bill, and I ran it, but it would have sent a vote to the people. Everybody would have an opportunity to vote on it if they wanted to improve the highways by putting a sales tax on motor fuel. It didn't get passed out of the, the, the House, didn't make it out of the House, so it's not happening. But it would have sent it to the voters, to the people that drive on the roads every day if this is what they want to do. And that's a, a, another one of the tax increases that I filed. And then one of the, the, the biggest there, um, internet sales tax or e-fairness, uh, whichever you want to call it. Our business community today are retailers in state that hire local people that pay property taxes that, support our communities are at a 10% disadvantage or 95 to 10% whatever the sales tax rate is at the locality over these out-of-state retailers that don't collect and remit sales tax. And it, 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 that's totally a fairness issue. It's not fair to our local people, uh, local businesses. And the the fact is Uh, there's a lot of revenue that's lost there that could be used in multiple ways. If we had that internet sales tax revenue, it might be used to help fund highways. It might be used to help fund tax cuts, income tax cuts. Uh, It might be used to help fund career and technical education. It might be used to help fund the disability waiting list. Uh, that there's so many places that it might be used because we do have needs in the state that aren't being addressed. But then there again, I'm being attacked for that because that's a tax increase. Uh, I, I I call foul on that. That's a, a, a fairness issue in my mind.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the things that is not really widely known i guess about the e-fairness issue is that you have to pay taxes on things you buy on the internet right now uh, there's a law that you know it's a it's an it's an older law based on back when we used to have Sears catalogs and things like that, that you if you bought something uh, from out of state on a catalog or something like that mail order i guess is what you would mm-hmm. call it that you had to report that you bought an item and you paid taxes on it. And it's the law has never been really enforced in the state of Arkansas. It's a voluntary uh, law. I don't think there's anybody, uh, maybe except for Uvalde Lindsay that actually <laughs> reports that he buys things on the Internet. Um, uh, so th- it's a law that has not been enforced. And, and your bill, which was a good bill, uh, your e-fairness bill, would have just merely enforced existing law. So it's a little disingenuous, I I think, for anybody to say you're asking for a new tax. No, you're not. You're asking to enforce enforce an existing law. Because technically, I'm breaking the law, you're breaking the law. If we order something on the Internet, and we don't pay sales tax. And uh, most of your major retailers now do collect and remit the sales tax on, on... on internet sales that they have in Arkansas, but it's the smaller third party contractors and things like that is where, you know, the biggest violators are on all that. So and and I think that, yeah, your, your opponent is probably a little disingenuous, uh, very disingenuous saying that it's a new tax. It's you're enforcing, enforcing an existing law. Is that an accurate you, you, statement? You, you,
1: you bet. You bet. The, the sales tax law has been on the books since 1942, and the use tax is since 1949. And what that says, if you buy tangible property for use in the state of Arkansas, you're supposed to pay sales tax on it. What has happened, the, the retail industry, the the technology for retail sales in the United States and marketing, has outpaced the government's ability to collect uh, those taxes. What happens, here's a good example. If you go to Joplin, Missouri, or Tulsa, Oklahoma, or anywhere out of state, and purchase a car, and you bring it back in to the state of Arkansas to use here, when you license it, you pay sales tax on it, okay? That's use tax. And uh, sales and use tax. And, but the mechanism is in place to collect that sales tax. It's no different if you buy blue jeans on, off the internet or iPhones or, or whatever. Uh, so it's not a new tax. It's tax that's already due. And uh, to like I say, uh, this um, I hate the politics has got to the point that you have to twist and distort, Everything to try to win by any means possible.
0: I think I think the best example w- uh, was on uh, how it affects local economy. It was on the testimony on your bill in the tax committee. Joe Donaldson uh, uh, that owns Sam's Furniture. Everybody knows him. To get it at Sam's guy, you mm-hmm. seen him on TV. He came down and testified on your bill um, in the tax committee in the House, and some of the best. I guess testimony I've seen in quite some time in front of any committee in the legislature on how you boil down an issue to where people can really get it and understand it. Joe sat at the end of the table in the tax committee and said, I employ about approximately 100 people in my store. I'm one of the biggest furniture retailers in northwest Arkansas. My employees, you know, live in the community and and contribute to the community. And I sponsor the little leagues and the basketball leagues and things like that. And we do a lot of good for the community. And we started tracking a couple of years ago when people were coming in, taking pictures of our inventory. And we know what they're doing. We know they're going and ordering it online so they could get it cheaper um, because they don't want to pay the sales tax. He said we started tracking the things they were, the items in our store. They were taking pictures of, and during that time frame, we totaled it up. We've lost over a million dollars in sales in the in the last couple of years of people taking pictures and ordering things on the internet. That's a furniture store here.
1: Mm -hmm. Imagine
0: that happening in your small Main Street, you know, shop and things like that, where they sell things and they're trying to compete with. Uh, the bigger internet and um, outfits that are out there so that was some of the best testimony i've seen so it's not just a walmart versus amazon issue uh, as far as sales tax on it it's a small business issue and and, and it is really having an impact locally uh um, you, you you bet john i
1: you go into some of the small. I, I was in Centerton the other day and went into a hardware store there. A man that's uh, started a new hardware store business there, Centerton Hardware, and he's got uh, Dewalt drills and he's got uh, different tools and stuff there. And people come in, look at them, try them out, and then go order it off the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The worst thing I heard about was a, a woman that had a bridal shop. And uh, a bride came in, and uh, you, you know how they take a lot of time picking out their dress, getting the right one and the size and everything. They spent spent about three hours showing her different dresses and letting her try them on and stuff. Then she took a picture of the tag and walked out to it off the Internet because of the sales tax. There's another aspect of this that a lot of people don't think about either. Uh, cities and counties live and die by their sales tax revenue. That's a big part of their revenue. Uh, I think the city of Rogers uh, has well over a million dollars a month in sales tax revenue. If this sales tax revenue does not grow the way it should, should or in areas that don't have the growth we have in Northwest Arkansas, their sales tax revenue is actually declining then the city either has to cut services or the county or they have to raise millages because that's their only other source of taxes and revenue to operate their governments. Uh, for example, the uh, city of Conway floated a millage, I think is three mills here, here earlier in the year. Uh, and I don't know whether it passed or not, but it was for street and road improvements. The thing is, if their sales tax revenue had grown the way it should, then they wouldn't have had to increase this other millage. And I'll be honest. I'm a proponent of sales tax over property tax because property tax, a business pays that whether they make money or not. Uh, People on fixed incomes, it's more... Uh, it's harder on them. They don't have the choice. Well, I can buy this uh, new vacuum cleaner over the Internet or I can pay more on my my house property taxes that mm-hmm. goes on forever. You, you know, uh, that that's just my feeling on it. it, it it's more of a fair, fair way to do it. It's a fairness issue.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sold on the fairness issue because I, I see it as – it I think small business on e fairness takes a bigger hit than a Walmart. The WalMarts of the world, they're going to survive. You, you bet. But but your main street shops, they're, they're taking a bigger hit. And your and your smaller employers like Joe Donaldson, they're taking a bigger hit. You bet. And a million dollars to Walmart, not a big hit. Million dollars to Sam's Furniture, big hit. So I, I think uh, it. You know, it's a no-brainer for me. I think e-fairness is 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 what we need to get accomplished. And um, I want to jump back a little bit to something you also talked about which was the highway funding. Um, you you had a pretty good bill that would have referred uh, a question to the voters uh, to tax themselves, which is uh, I think is the ultimate form of democracy. Leave it up to the voters to decide what they want to do. Um, Several years ago, we passed a half-cent sales tax. Uh, I think it's about to expire or sunset. Uh, or has it already sunset? Uh, it no, fishing? it
1: hadn't sunset. That yeah. was that was a 10-year sales tax passed in 2012. 2012. Uh, went in effect yep. in 2013. Goes away in 2023. And that's one of the, the reasons we've got to have a highway program because when that goes away, we're not going to have any money for highways. We have seen with that half-cent sales tax that the voters was sent to the voters and the voters approved. We've seen Interstate 49 widen to six lanes. We're getting the Bella Vista bypass built and open. Right now there's 8,000 cars a day that use that, and uh, there will be more all the time. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of good projects going because of that. But whenever that expires, we're in trouble. There's not going to be the orange barrel will be an extinct animal around uh, northwest Arkansas and across the state, and uh, we have to do something if our infrastructure falls apart. Mm-hmm. And right now, we don't have the money to maintain all of our roads. Uh, there's about fifty uh, percent of the roads that are getting ninety percent of the money, and the others. Uh, are starting to fall apart. And uh, some people may be old enough to remember the old Fram oil filter commercial, pay me now for a good oil filter or pay me now for an engine overhaul. If we let our roads fall apart, it costs $200,000 a mile to resurface one and it's good for 15 to 18 years. Or if you let it fall apart and you have to rebuild it, it costs a million and a half dollars a mile. We let our roads fall apart, then we don't have economic growth in the state because we can't transport goods and services and people. And it's imperative that that we come up with a solution to highway funding. Yeah,
0: you know, what's ironic about that election uh, where the half cent was passed back in 2012? Uh, <clears throat> it was overwhelmingly. Uh, approved by the voters in northwest Arkansas. Uh, Some of the best election returns were from Benton and Washington County Mm -hmm. in that election. And that's a fact uh, because folks up here know it's something that's needed. And also, uh, you know, there was a lot of leadership from this part of the world. Uh, Former Representative Jonathan Barnett, who was a Highway Commissioner before he was in the House, was one of the champions of that issue. Jonathan is just as Republican as everybody else, and just as conservative as uh, uh, everyone else uh, in in the Republican Party. He was a champion of that issue. So you bet. Um, so it's kind of I, I kind of find it kind of ironic, you know, that uh, this was an issue ten years ago that you know and they sunset it uh, for uh, and. It was a Republican that pushed that tax, but yet do you hear them, you know, wanting to hang Jonathan Barnett for all of these this great infrastructure activity we got going on on our highways in Northwest Arkansas, and and the voters were the ones that passed that. It was referred to the voters, and uh, it was it was a good issue then, and I think a similar issue uh, or approach uh, would be uh, um, could again for Northwest Arkansas and the state. Yep. Well, we've
1: we've got to do something, John, because, uh, uh, like I said, fuel efficiency has changed. The last time the fuel tax was raised uh, was over 20 years ago, and since then, the the cost of building highways has almost tripled. Uh, The number of cars on the road has doubled, Uh, but also during that time, the Fuel efficiency of cars has more than doubled. People say, oh, we'll be paying more tax. Here's the thing, whenever you think about it. Uh, A little over 20 years ago, the pickup I drove got 10 to 11 miles to the gallon. And I was paying 21 cents a gallon fuel tax. So I was essentially paying 2 cents a mile to drive on the roads, okay? Today, my pickup that I drive all the time gets, depending on whether I'll obey the speed limits or not, (laughs) uh, it it gets uh, 21, 22 miles to the gallon. I'm still paying the same 21.5 cents, but I'm only paying a penny a mile to drive on the roads for maintenance and repair of the roads. So I'm paying half the fuel tax that I did, or, or road use tax, uh, so to speak, that I did 20 years ago. And, um, you know, 70% of our, our highway funding comes from that fuel tax. And, well, we've, we've got to do something. It, it, it's a problem. You know, we have issues in this state that we have to address. Sometimes they're tough, sometimes they're not popular, but we have problems. And we're sent down there, I feel like, to solve problems. And unless we offer solutions, Uh, some people just want to sit sit back and sign the no tax pledge and say, no, 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 no. No to everything. I call those obstructionists. My opponent has come out with his three-step plan for Arkansas. It's cut spending, cut taxes, and repeat. Well... If you think we can move the state forward and we can grow jobs and we can uh, improve the quality of education in the state of Arkansas and improve the economy with that plan, then you just as well um, get on your unicorn, sprinkle some fairy dust around and (laughs) ride down the yellow brick road to Kansas because that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we do that, we've got to be progressive and look at solutions to problems instead of just saying no all the time.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, one of the other things, too, and I, I was visiting with one of your colleagues on a recent broadcast, uh, and, and, and I find it kind of funny. You know, uh, we interviewed, a group of us interviewed with the Northwest Arkansas Council. Uh, we interviewed all of the candidates, and you took part uh, in the mm-hmm. contested primaries up here in Northwest Arkansas. And everybody that sat down in front of us, you know, and you see it on the signs and you see it on the literature or, or whatever, you know, it's, uh, everybody sat down in front of us. Well, I'm a conservative. Well, I'm a real conservative. Or I'm really conservative. Or I'm an ultimate cons-. It was <laughs> all these degrees of conservative. And, you know, and I, and I asked one of your colleagues, you know, you know what is your idea of the definition of conservative? Because, you know, that, that, that's a term that's thrown around a lot. But there's, you know, with with varying degrees of definition, you know, what do you see that term as being? Because uh, it, 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 it's just kind of comical to see how often it's used in different ways.
1: Well, well you know, John, <laughs> that's
0: an interesting question.
1: Uh, I, I think the term conservative has a, um, a different meaning for different people. And I'll be honest, right now, I hate the term conservative because— It's being used as a political catchphrase, well, I'm the best because I'm a conservative. Well, let's hear your ideas. Let's hear your solutions. Let's hear how you're going to solve problems, not just say you're a conservative. Whenever I served on the quorum court, I was considered one of the most fiscally conservative members of the Benton County Quorum Court. In fact, they took away my chair one night and came in and had me sitting on concrete blocks and a two before or two by 12, uh, because I had been so conservative over some furniture purchases, uh, uh, the previous meeting, I feel like we need to save money everywhere we can to where we've got it to spend where we need it. But, but today I I go down to Little Rock and I don't know what a conservative is because it, it seems like there's a, a group that, uh, conservative to them is obstructionist. Well, let's just vote no. Government's evil. We've got to do away with it. Uh, The way to remodel a house is step one, burn it down. That's not how we solve problems. If that's what a conservative is, I don't want to be one. I want to be a conservative that uses money wisely because that's our foremost task as legislators. To be guardians of the public fisc or the public purse. And we have to do that first and foremost. And then we have to be fair in the way we administer our, our tax laws. And uh, fair and equitable. And, you know, just saying no, no, no all the time is, is ridiculous. And we have to to promote family values. One of the big problems is uh, uh, we don't get family support for our young people and encourage them to uh, pursue a a course of education that will benefit them. I don't know about the conservative movement today. Everybody tries to out conservative the other one. And, uh, you know, who knows? It's your own personal opinion, what conservative means, but, uh, mine's sure not what some of these other, uh, so-called
0: conservatives uh, are. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's just fascinating that, you know, It's and, and it's something that is in increased, you know, in, in the last couple of cycles, you know, and so I, I always, I just ask about that, especially to conservative candidates, you know, uh, what is, what's their definition of
1: it? Uh, well, and, and John, some, some of them, some of the conservative candidates say, well, because I'm conservative, I would not uh, uh, even talk to a Democrat, let alone vote for a Democrat-sponsored bill. If it's a good bill, I don't care what party it comes from. It, you, you know, I'll work across the aisle to solve an issue, to solve a problem, if that's what we need to do. And if being a conservative means you can't do that, then we've got real problems. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, also wanted to visit with you. You are the chairman of the Agriculture and Economic Development Committee in the House. And uh, it's a pretty important committee in Arkansas because uh, agriculture is our uh, biggest uh, um, uh, economic uh, driver in the state. And uh, we... um, have a lot of issues before that committee as well. And economic development is also very important to everywhere, but especially in northwest Arkansas where it's mo- the most prevalent because you go anywhere else in the state and people look at you and when you tell them you know, you're from Rogers or, or you're from Benton County and they're like, oh, y'all pave your streets with gold up there. And So economic development is a huge issue. Um, what are some of your thoughts that on you know, what can we be doing better in the state of Arkansas, um, not just northwest Arkansas, but the state of Arkansas as far as economic development uh, to attract companies and uh, employers and new employees and people to the state. What are some of the things that, you know, as you've visited with other legislators from other, other states, because I know you all go to meetings and talk mm-hmm. with each other, what are some of the other states doing and things that, you think Arkansas could implement as far as economic development wise? You know, what what's your magic recipe for better economic development for Arkansas?
1: Okay, well, John, that's a, uh, it depends on there the state you're in and what, what the, the situation is. Um, two two things two things that that benefit economic development as I b- visit with employers and business leaders across the state. Uh, we need to work on reducing burdensome regulations. We need to make, uh, uh, do everything we can to to reduce regulations that interfere with their ability to uh, expeditiously I- expand their, their business or are problematic in administration or, or whatever. Um, And we've been working on that, and I I filed several bills to reduce uh, regulation, and uh, uh, Governor Hutchison has uh, uh, been a champion of that also. But the biggest thing for economic development we need is to build our workforce. You you know, we have 25,000 jobs in Arkansas that are going unfilled right now, good, high-paying jobs, careers because we don't have the people with the skills that are needed to fill those jobs, whether it be plumbers, electricians, uh, truck mechanics. The trucking industry says they need 5,000 truck technicians in the state. These are good, high-paying jobs. I mean, you can make up to $100,000 a year. And we can't find people to fill those jobs. And we have got to go back into our school system. You, you know, we only have 22% of our young people that get a four-year degree or higher. And the other 78%, we need to be doing more to teach them what jobs are out there, what professions are out there, what avenues to build a future lie ahead of them, and give them those skills and those, that training and then go into our, our post-secondary and, and expand those. You, you know, one of the problems we've got, we've got so many different skills. Everybody wants to do something. Oh, we need. Let's take the truck mechanics, for example, or truck technicians. Oh, we, we need a, a school for that here. We need a school for that there. Everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. The fact is, we've got nine or ten uh, uh, diesel schools in Arkansas, and. Uh, None of them are are really what they need to be. We need about three world-class centers. We need to start doing things world-class in our career and technical education. Uh, I always say uh, world-class, not half-assed. You know, we need fewer, better programs to give young people the opportunity and to give industry. If industry doesn't have the workforce they need, if they don't have the skilled people, they're not gonna grow. And so we've got to be providing that workforce. And it takes a public-private partnership industry and business working together with education and with government to build these programs to where we can, can give our young people that don't go on to college, we can give them an opportunity to better themselves and have a better career and a better life and be taxpayers instead of tax takers.
0: All right. Well, he is Dan Douglas and he is running for re election for the House of Representatives. And uh, the election is on uh, May 22nd. Early voting is going on right now and you can uh, early vote uh, uh, for the rest of the week. And uh, even on, uh, I don't know if you can vote on Monday or not, uh, I think you can. Uh, I, I
1: think in some locations.
0: In some locations. At the uh, courthouse, uh, the at the, the county courthouse, courthouse you can courthouse. early vote on Monday. Yeah. Uh, all the other early vote centers that are open right now will, will not allow voting on Monday, but you can go to the Benton County Courthouse and early vote on Monday. The election is on Tuesday. And, uh, Dan, we wish you the best of luck on the campaign trail and in the election. And thank you for coming in today. Okay, thank you, John. Appreciate all right. it. All right. Good to see you, Dan. It's always good to visit with Dan Douglas, and we thank him for stopping by studio 77 here at the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce offices. That's all for our program today, and I want to remind you that early voting continues throughout this week until Election Day on Tuesday, May 22nd. Please get out and vote for the candidate of your choice, and always, and as always, we thank at and for their sponsorship of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, and we hope that you will continue to listen to our program. You can find us by searching for the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play. And when you find us, we hope you will follow us. I hope you enjoyed the program, and I thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.